This is Jay Allen Smith, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason Sacco. Kill and Sticks Arrows are for the serious hunter, a company that understands the needs of the outdoorsman and provides five different styles of carbon fiber arrows, ranging from hunting to tournament arrows. If you want premium carbon fiber arrows, go to Killinsticks, K-I-L-L-N-S-T-I-X.com to review their carbon arrows. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason show, use promo code OUTDOORS to get 10% off your first order. Killing Sticks, where the blood trail begins. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond, I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. I'm really excited to welcome back to the show again, Pete Mueller. Pete works as the PR manager handling all the digital items for the National Wild Turkey Federation. Uh, Pete, how are you doing? Doing all right, Jason. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me on. Like uh, talking with you because I said this last time we talked, I'm getting into turkey hunting. I'm still getting into it. I'm hoping this year as the first year I can go out. More importantly, you guys have got the 42nd annual convention coming up in Nashville. That's 42 years of promoting wild turkeys here in the United States. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what they're going to see in the 2018 convention? Absolutely. You know, it's a, this is a, a cool time of year for outdoorsmen in general. Obviously, you know, you, you have a lot of shows going on across the country. Ours, I think, is, is unique in that we, uh, in, in reaching out to turkey hunters, you know, turkey hunters are also deer hunters, duck hunters. Uh, so, so we have a lot of neat things that go on during our convention. Obviously, the, the biggest thing that most folks come out for is seeing all the new cool products on the show floor. And it's not just turkey-related stuff. You know, last year it was, you know, I want to say it was a total of 700-plus booths. We've got a little bit more space this year, so you're looking just at, at a ton of vendors. Most of the, the new vendors or the new products that have been debuted at your archery trade association shows or shot shows, those will actually be on the floor uh, for our exhibit hall. But it's also an opportunity that because it's such a long-standing event and, and we have such a great atmosphere, it, it's kind of a place that's become known for seeing outdoor industry personalities and being able to, to come in and, and interact with them. You know, they, they don't just hang out behind the booth and try to sell you stuff. They're there to meet and greet folks, have a good time. You'll see them wandering around the hotel. But it is something that, you know, we kick off on February 14th uh, with our early bird social where we head downtown to Nashville to the Wild Horse Saloon and have a good time. And then we uh, cap everything off on Sunday afternoon, and that's when the, the show floor closes. show floor first opens on Friday, so you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get out there. And, and uh, you know, it, it really is a good time. I look forward to it every year, even though it's, it can be quite hectic uh, for all of us here in the office leading up to it with all the planning that goes into it. But it, it truly is a good opportunity to get out there and interact with dedicated turkey hunters and then just all of our volunteers that are really helping to create some of the great stuff on the ground. Yeah, I've heard nothing but positive stuff about the convention and the ability to literally talk turkey with some of the people that are well-known either from TV or just from the calling industry. They're, they're really designed and they want to help you. They want to make sure that you have a successful season. And yeah, they have products that they sell, but they're more interested in making sure that you have a good time and walk away hopefully with some good information. Oh, absolutely. 
You know, in addition to just running across some of these folks on the show floor, we do have a lot of seminars that go on as well. I mean, we have seminars where, you know, Will Primos, legendary Will Primos is going to be running a seminar a couple times, uh, once on Friday and I think once on Saturday. We have seminars, uh, obviously, from the Bone Collector guys. So Michael, uh, T-Bone, and Nick, they'll all be they'll all be there. You know, some of our spokespeople, again, Waddell's a spokesperson, but we'll have uh, Jana Waller there, uh, Daniel Lee Martin, Julie McQueen. I think Daniel Lee's even going to be playing a set at our Wild Turkey Bourbon Watering Hole. Some some pretty exciting stuff. And actually, this year, we have Willie Robertson, obviously uh, known from uh, Duck Commander. He will be there. He'll be there speaking at our Sunday's worship breakfast and then going down to their strut commander booth and hanging out with Martin and doing some autograph signing down there on the floor. So, you know, a lot to see every single day. Um, But it's also an opportunity for those people that are up and coming or trying to find a place, become somebody in the outdoor industry. You know, you see a lot of those folks out there as well, that they're out there interacting with uh, the vendors. They're out there helping to show off products that they're already sponsoring or, you know, folks that they're being sponsored by. So it's it's a, a place where you can see a lot of a lot of names and a lot of known faces in the industry. It's pretty cool. You can literally be somebody like myself who's never turkey hunted before, walk in there, and you're not going to walk out an expert, but you're going to have been taught by a, or at least have the opportunity to interact with a lot of experts and be able to use that information to your advantage in whatever location you're wanting to turkey hunt. What a great investment of your time as you, as you go around and look at the products and the tools that are available to turkey hunt with. Oh, absolutely. You know, some of the calling greats over the years, obviously they have their own competition going on kind of while the the exhibit hall floor is going on. But, you know, you'll get a chance to run across legends in the industry and get a chance to to meet with them, check out their calls, find out the new stuff that they're doing. If you want to interact with some of the experts uh, in calling, uh, we actually have a seminar that's going to be headed up by Grand National Champion callers, and they're going to teach you some stuff about calling. Like I said, you know, Will Primos is going to be there talking about some stuff. You can run across, you know, the folks from Night and Hail, uh, all the big name calling brands are out there. I know that uh, you know all the guys from the official call of the NWTF uh, Zinc calls. They'll all be at their booth. You can meet and talk to those guys, get some tips and tactics uh, on how to be a better caller. But it, it really is a great opportunity. That again, no matter what type of hunter you are, you can get get out and go have some fun and also learn some stuff along the way. Really a neat opportunity, and as people start to uh, get into the turkey hunting, they get concerned a lot, I've heard from folks, about calling. And so this is really a great opportunity to interact with people that can show you everything from a box call to a slate call to an electronic call, explain pros and cons, and, and you can walk away without feeling maybe so intimidated as to where you start for looking at the calling, and you can listen to the calling contest. I, I just think it's a really great opportunity. Oh, absolutely. You know, it. You're right. It, if you're there looking to, to just become a better caller, you can make that happen. If you're just wanting to find some of the new cool products that are on the floor, you can make that happen. And, and I'm not going to lie, we do we do have fun at our convention. It's something where we do have entertainment. You know, on uh, Thursday night, we have live uh, country music entertainment. We will also have Josh Turner there on Saturday night after our awards banquet. You know, this is the biggest party for turkey hunters and for NWTF members where it's there to, to be able to show showcase a lot of the new products that are there but it's again it's also an opportunity for us to get together with all of the dedicated nwtf volunteers and help energize that base to go out and continue all the great work that they've been doing you know for for years past and continue that on into the new year now let me ask you wednesday when you guys kick off the early bird social Mm -hmm. is that something that the public can attend as well 
It is. I, I know it is a limited ticket event. If you visit National Wild Turkey Federation's website, which is nwtf.org, uh, there's a tab specifically for convention where you can go to purchase tickets. If there's any left, that is absolutely a great time. We shuttle everybody from the Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center downtown to Nashville. We get together down there. Uh, there's you know the line dancing. There's some fundraising. There's food. Lot, lots of fun at that event, and and it's one more way to help show that you know when National Wild Turkey Federation goes to Nashville for our convention, we try our best to take over that town. And last year we had more than 52,000 people there over uh you know our convention it is something where you know we uh, we have built something that is one of the bigger outdoor uh, consumer shows in the industry now you mentioned uh, the national wild turkey federation's website there's also another item you've got going on up there which is the save the habitat save the hunt can you talk a little bit about that so sure uh you know obviously Everybody knows, or you know, most folks know the origins of the NWTF. It was an organization that was built to help bring back the wild turkey, but also help focus on saving our hunting heritage. Obviously, as there are huntable populations of turkeys in 49 out of 50 states, uh, some provinces of Canada, also parts of Mexico, and there's just turkeys everywhere, but it's not uncommon to see them anymore. We refocused and said, all right, what's the next important thing? And we realized that with the loss of habitat that affects more than just turkeys, affects all upland uh, game, and also with declining hunting numbers, what we had to do was focus on saving the habitat and saving the hunt. So we created a 10-year initiative. This was now five years ago, or we're five years in, and that was to conserve or enhance uh, more than 4 million acres of habitat, recruit 1.5 million hunters, and open access to uh, 500,000 acres. So uh, at the five-year mark, we're ahead of schedule on all of our goals. Um, actually, we are already at more than 400,000 acres of access that have already been opened. So we're even well on our way to, to meeting that goal. We will probably hit it this year. But we know that it's something that we can't do alone. We've got a lot of great partners, and we've got a lot of great volunteers and, and members across the country that are all working together to make this happen. We also have a lot of great federal agency and state agency partners that are making things happen. So thanks goes out to everybody involved. It's really a volunteer-driven event. The volunteers that really help to make this, and it, not only at the national level with the convention, but a lot of these state-run chapters. So if you're not a member of the National Wild Turkey Federation, it's really simple. Go to nwtf.org, sign up. It's $35 for a year. You can't beat it. And on top of that, you're going to get a nice magazine six times a year. And for the $35 membership, they also give you a gift, your option of a really nice two-knife set with a sheath or a $25 Bass Pro gift card. So you take the gift card, your memberships really only cost you 10 bucks. How can you beat that? I mean, I encourage everybody, if you're not a member, go out there. I just renewed mine. It's very simple. It takes about two minutes. Oh, it, that's one of the things. That obviously, it's a digital age. We want to make it easy for people. Uh, if you choose the, the Bass Pro promo card, nowadays you get it in your email to where you then have a digital gift card to go spend sometime in that next year. But it, it really is a, a good way to invest in the future of conservation and the future of hunting. It's something where you know we're proud to say that 90 cents on the dollar goes back towards mission-related work. Uh, that's something that, that we find important to let our, our volunteers, let our members know that, you know, we're going to use your money where it can, can best help make an impact. Uh, and we're also going to leverage all those dollars with partners to make sure that we get the most bang for our buck. So, you know, we, we're, we're proud of, of what we're being able to accomplish. This is a big event, like I said, that we, that we hold and that we, we put on for 
those dedicated hunters, for these volunteers. And it's something that uh, we hope everybody will come out and enjoy it with us. It, again, it's in Nashville. If you come out for the day uh, to go to that show floor, if you're an NWTF member, you get in free or you sign up there and there's a Bass Pro Shop just right up the block that actually come check out stuff on the floor and then hit Bass Pro Shop on your way home. You can go spend your 25 bucks there. There you go. It couldn't be simpler. It's going to be fun if you've got one of your main sponsors being Wild Turkey Bourbon. How can that not be fun? <laughs> they, uh, you know, it's it's neat. You know, I, I've always enjoyed uh, trying to interact with Jimmy Russell on the floor. You know, the the face of the brand. He's he's somebody that enjoys being there every year. But it's something that, again, you know, between the Mossy Oaks, the Alps, the Avians, the Zinks, the list goes on. Nomad Camo. I mean, we we have great partners that, again they see the value in what we're trying to do in preserving our hunting heritage to recruit new people to the fold and and they're backing us they're jumping on board they're wanting to be a part of it so we're pleased to see that on top of you working for the national wild turkey federation you actually also do quite a bit of hunting when you get a chance uh, when you're not cooking <laughs> if you go out and follow pete on his instagram account you're going to get hungry there's there's no doubt about that but you did a really neat hunt this year, and uh, tell the listeners it has nothing to do with turkey hunting, and that's why I think it's such a neat thing is going to transition a little bit here, and tell them about that hunt you did this year. One of the things that I've always kind of looked for is new opportunities based on places that I've lived. When I lived out west, obviously I was targeting antelope, mule deer, elk. Now being back here in the southeast, uh, living in South Carolina, one of the seasons it's uh, offered up each year, and it's on a draw uh, permit basis, is American alligator. And so when I moved here four years ago, I started putting in for that draw process. It was something that, uh, you know, they say it takes maybe three to four years for you to draw those tags, but it's, you know, public land hunting. It's something that uh, I learned a lot about it. It's not as easy as what you would think. There's a lot of rules, especially here in South Carolina, that you, you can't just go out with a gun and shoot a gator that you see sitting up on a sandbar and then go up and try to grab it. You you basically have to bring the gator up to the side of the boat before you dispatch it, and you can do that a number of ways, but there's no baiting allowed. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I know that there's places where they do that, but it's something that learning about a new species and fully immersing myself in trying to learn everything that I could about that process was was very enjoyable. I ended up going out with some friends and, and doing some scouting on our own a whole bunch and actually going out a couple times in search of gators for a few times. But then I reached out to a, a local guy. His his business for you know probably more than 30 years has been in helping out with research of gators, but also he's a nuisance gator removal uh, service. But very, very insightful to be along with somebody that knows so much about an animal to where you can learn you, you learn things that you that you wouldn't otherwise find out just by going out on your own. So it, it was a very very fun experience. I chose to do it with a bow. Uh, we spent a couple long long days on the water. Uh, Ron Russell and I finally ended up getting a about an eight foot gator, and I've had a chance to cook up some of the meat. It, it's absolutely fantastic. I still have a bunch left, but uh, you know most people are familiar with gator tail uh, as one of the the I guess the main cuts of meat. But, uh, you know, I told him, I said, give me every every bit of edible meat that you can off the gator when you process it out. And so I've got gator ribs, I've got gator shoulders, I have, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And again, even on gators, I think the jowls is one of the big cuts. So looking forward to experimenting with that on my Traeger grill and cooking up some more fantastic stuff. But it, it really was a neat uh, experience. One thing that I will say is that the way that you hunt gators here, it requires a lot of patience because I learned that learning 
gator behavior and how they react as you're trying to get close to them really kind of helps you determine whether or not that gator is even feasible to go after. You know, Jason, if you if you saw a gator dive down as you're approaching it, what would you think, you know, would, would be the outcome? As far as getting a shot at it? Yeah. You know, I, my original thought was, if hey, if a gator dives down when you come up on it, you know, I know that they can stay underwater for long periods of time, but I figured it was a lost cause. Um, actually, the what Ron has experienced over the years is that gators that, that are lost causes are the ones that dive down and take off 25 yards, resurface, and dive down again. And they're they're basically boogieing on out of the area. If you come upon one slowly, uh, you don't do much disturbance, and it just simply sinks below the surface. He says that they'll sit on the bottom, you know, especially some of these bigger gators, for, for more than an hour. And if you find a big gator, they're worth waiting on. So, a lot of times you're sitting there for more than an hour just waiting on watching for a head to resurface somewhere. You never know really when it's going to happen, and you might only have a, a matter of seconds, even if you can get a shot, to get a shot once they do resurface. But it was something that long, long hours of sitting and waiting that culminated in an explosion of water. You know, everybody knows the, the gator gator's role when, you know, I guess when, when you're trying to bring them in, but just that that final experience that culmination of 15 minutes of pure adrenaline huh. and excitement <laughs> after a day day in the sun of uh of you know constantly finding gators and then waiting for them and and hoping to get a shot it really was a neat experience i don't know whether i'll ever do it again but at least i can check that one off and say you know hey when i lived in south carolina i, I managed to go bag a gator that's neat. And talk a little bit about the setup you used. Were you using an arrow that the head went in and then the air, the the shaft of the arrow came out and there was a float attached to it? I mean, what what's the setup like for shooting a gator with your bow? Sure. So, you know, again, I like I said, I, I like to try to fully immerse myself in figuring out all the ins and outs about things. So I reached out to some folks with mo, uh, Muzzy Bow Hunting or I'm sorry, Muzzy Bowfishing, Mark Land over there, who's who's one of their their main guys. He 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 basically you know gave me the ins and outs of all the stuff that I would need. And and you're looking at a heavier arrow setup, no fletchings on it, but it does have a removable tip with barbs. Um, and ra- mainly the goal is to get that arrow and that point to penetrate underneath the skin because you're not trying to, at least in your main arrows, you're not trying to dispatch the gator. You're trying to get a line in it, and he always recommended at least getting two. So you're you're shooting a an arrow that's hooked up to a line into the gator, tossing the float out if you need to, reattaching a new a new float that they have on their their gator bow fishing kit sending a second arrow into it trying to get two arrows into that gator or at least two lines like mark said uh and then you use that to basically help until you can hold it close enough to either dispatch it with a bang stick or do like what we did which was pull the head of the gator up over the side of the boat and then we dispatched it with a knife ron ron's worry always is he said he he never used firearms unless he absolutely had to if he thought that somebody would actually have a problem in doing it with the knife, he said too many bad things can go wrong when you're in a high-action adrenaline-pumping situation and you put a firearm in somebody's hand. So I think it was actually probably more uh, blood-pumping doing it with a knife, but it's something where it was the quickest way to dispatch that animal just by taking that knife and, and uh, severing the spine right behind the head. But, yes, you are you are using a arrow or a, a shaft of an arrow that has a detached detachable head that's hooked up to your main line i think what we were using was 400 pound test wow (laughs) you know that that's in case you get into one of those big ones i think the one that i i ended up taking was you know 
it, it was north of 150 pounds, I believe, but no, nothing like some of the other ones that we saw. We did see one of the days while while getting off of the water, we saw somebody taking back a, it was about a 12 and a half footer, and I think that I saw saw pictures of it floating around online, and it ended up tipping the scales at north of 550 pounds. So, I mean, they, they do get big. That's a big animal. What have you having done? Are, are you having anything done taxidermy-wise to it? You know, it, obviously doing a, a full gator mount could, could probably get expensive. But, you know, what I learned is that uh, traditionally or what a lot of people will get done is what's called a belly hide. And that's pretty much in between your, your front and your hind quarters from the top of the back all the way through the belly. And you get that tube essentially tanned out. And then I'm also going to get the skull done uh, Euro mount style. I thought that that would be something neat just to remember the hunt by. The food won't stick around forever. Obviously, that'll get eaten up and shared with friends and family to and, and I'll talk about the hunt at those points, but having that mount or that Euro skull that I can keep in my office, uh, that'll be something that I'll get to look back and, and remember those, reminisce on the hunt. You know what I mean? I oh, think yeah. that that's a big part of it. I also have all my pictures from it, so that was great too. Now, is that is that something you can only do once in your life in South Carolina, or do you just have to keep putting in for the draw? I, it would take me probably about another four years to put in for that, put in for that hunt and be able to draw it again. And, and you know, it, it might be something that after another four years, I you know I decide that I want to do it. But it's definitely something that I'm ready to I'm, I'm ready to to go along and experience it with other people and and help help encourage them to do it for the first time. You know, I think that any time that you can experience a new hunt, something completely different, something that few people will probably ever do. I mean, you know, most of your hunters out there, your biggest population of hunters are your deer hunters. You, you meet lots of people every day that have been deer hunting. It's not as common, at least in in my circle of friends, my outdoor friends, to know people that have gone gator hunting. And, that, and that's something that, again, I encourage people to look for new opportunities, look for new ways to to enjoy the outdoors. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, where you're the one pulling the trigger. Actually, the neat thing about the gator hunts down here is I think as long as everybody has a valid hunting license, you can take a bunch of people on the boat. You Collectively, you're trying to harvest one gator but it's something even in their regulations, they recommend that everybody have a role in taking that one gator if one person has a tag. Now, if you're out of state, I think you have to buy extra permits, but as long as you're in state, I mean, they, they say one person be on the main you know, main method of take or the first line, one person be on second line, one person be standing by with the bang stick, one person be ready with electrical tape for trying to tape up the gator's mouth. I mean, they, they outline it pretty good here, but it's definitely something that if you don't know anything about it, we tried going out a couple times and learned very quickly that there was more to it than just motoring around in the dark looking looking for eyes. But it's something where they, they encourage people to get educated, try to go with somebody that has either done it before or does it for a living. It is something you're, you're going after a top tier predator. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you normally associate alligator hunting with the two main ones, which is Louisiana and Florida. South Carolina wouldn't have even crossed my mind. And there's a huntable population there. Like where I'm at in Texas, there's also a huntable population of alligators. If you're in a northern state and you want to come down south and you know, start putting in for the drawings in Texas, South Carolina. You know, there's different spots you can go, as you said. Georgia, Georgia has them, Mississippi. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know this, but but Arkansas has a limited season as well, and you know they're not even they're not even coastal. Yeah, see, um, I would not have factored me. Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, that that was a, an interesting one. Like I said, I I looked at all the stuff that I could find about alligators before I did that hunt, and it was a really neat process to go through. You know, I, whether it's an alligator or it's, uh, you know, mule deer or your first elk hunt, your first antelope hunt, learn as much as you can about the species. 
learn about that animal that that you're going to be going after and it, i think it'll make you appreciate everything that much more yes I've, I've been doing a lot of reading and and watching actually i probably watched way too many turkey hunting videos on youtube and it's really a neat it's really a neat sport with a deer and stuff yes you can do some calling and rattling and stuff but for turkeys I see it one of two things. Either the guys go out there and just sheer dumb luck. Either they stumble upon birds or birds stumble <laughs> upon them and they just, they, they nail a bird because they're just lucky that trip. Or you see these guys that are just fantastic callers and they literally work this bird and, and they can work them from a long ways away and they get that bird so worked up when it struts in, that bird's ready to go and then all of a sudden, boom, they take it down. So I think that's just really cool to watch all the different ways that, and not only ways, but the locations these birds are at in no small part to National Wild Turkey Federation working with the state agencies. These birds are everywhere now. You know, there there's Absolutely. more turkeys now than there was when the pilgrims got here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're sitting at north of, I want to say it's 6.25 million birds total right now, but you're, you're spot on. It's that it's that interaction that you get with turkeys and the only other type of hunting that I can think of that's similar would be elk hunting. And, and if you're a diehard elk hunter, I mean, you know that just as much of, of watching a, a bull come up and start screaming, it, it's that first distant call that you hear. It's that, that conversation that you're trying to build back and forth. And it's the same with turkeys. You know, yeah, you're, you're dealing with a lot less take-home meat for the freezer, but hearing hearing that first thunder and gobble on a limb is something that I think everybody should get to experience uh, in their lifetime. And if you're new or even an experienced turkey hunter, and there's another show out there that's turkey hunting with a podcast out there like this, Andy Gagliano, which I know you've been on that show multiple times, Pete. He's got some great stuff that takes you from beginning turkey hunting to advanced. So there's lots of resources out there. I'm fairly certain Tim Harold will be at the National Wild Turkey Federation convention. He's a big turkey hunting master as well and probably one of the nicest guys you can meet as well. So very approachable. So I, I would encourage you to get out there and talk and, and utilize these resources that are there for you. Yeah, I, Andy. Uh, Andy will be at the show. Uh, he comes and enjoys it every year. He he is a very knowledgeable turkey guy. Always enjoy talking to him. But yeah, we'll we'll have lots of folks there. Lots of turkey gurus there. Shane Simpson, who does a show with, I think he's sponsored by Mossberg, but he does you know pretty much it's a a digital show called Calling All Turkeys. He'll be there doing some coverage of the show as well. Uh, again, just tying everything back to the convention. It's something where regardless of whether you're a diehard turkey hunter or not, there's going to be stuff there for you. But it's something that that if if, if you're wanting to learn more about it or it's something that turkey is your passion, it is something that you have to come see. I definitely would encourage everybody to come be a part of it. You definitely will not, you'll not be sorry for making that trip. Well, Pete, you'll be there at the convention. And if anybody wants to contact you, what's a good way through your Instagram account? Yeah, they can reach out that way. They uh, they also can uh, get in touch with us on the main NWTF Facebook page. You know, there's there's a couple of us here that monitor that pretty heavily. But you know, we love meeting uh, love meeting new people. Love hearing the the great stories that people have. You know, I think that that's something that that's something that we always love sharing. We love sharing those personal stories of you know, it's the people that say, hey, I, I read something on your website that I got some tips uh, in, in a story that helped me. I ended up going out and getting my first turkey ever. It was awesome. I want to share this picture with you. It's it's getting to see those, getting to talk and hear people's first stories. Uh, honestly, I, I probably don't get enough work actually done at convention because 
I spend a lot of time interacting with folks and, and getting to share in some of those experiences that we can then, you know, later use or reach out to them for. But it's it's something where, again, you know, it's, it's a true family uh, atmosphere at that convention, something that again, you don't want to miss. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And again, I encourage people to go out to the nwtf.org website. You're going to find on there all sorts of good information on not only the conservation of turkeys and the, the various species, but hunting with them. And the, they'll even talk with you about gear and camo and equipment. And I mean, it's it's all out there, land, uh, resources. This There's so much on that website. You can get lost just going through it and lost in a good way you're going to be on there just <laughs> digging through it it's never ceases to amaze me and it's not static content it's always being updated you guys are you really keep a lot of good information out there so that the beginner the intermediate or the advanced turkey hunter is not going to say i don't need this the content's there it's really a great site well, it's, it's always good hearing that. We try to do our best to make sure there's relevant content for everybody. It is something that we realize that, and, and it, it sometimes is, is more difficult for me, obviously. You know, I've spent uh, a number of years turkey hunting at this point, but we have people in our office that are fairly new to turkey hunting, and so they bring a good perspective to it of, you know, hey, we need to do a story like this because this is something that I just learned. And we try to do a, a good job on creating content in-house. Also, again, feel free to follow us on any of our social channels. We have some fun, and you'll you'll get to, even if you can't make convention, follow along uh, NWTF's uh, Facebook account, Instagram, Twitter. We're going to try to do a bang-up job this year of covering every aspect that we can of the show, uh, everything from those seminars. So if you can't make it, you'll get to see them from home. Some of the calling competitions, that show floor, uh, bring you interviews with uh, personalities that are there but also just talk to the everyday Joes that are there experiencing it, and and they come year after year because they enjoy being a part of it. Well, and I'll have links to the NWTF Facebook page in the notes. I'll have your Instagram contact, so if anybody wants to reach out to you that way, like I said, a link to the NWTF webpage itself. So I encourage folks, it's a great organization. The magazine is packed full of good information. Where else can you get all that for 10 bucks? Plus, if you're going to go to the convention anyway, you might as well join. You get in and save the ticket price that way. It's a no-brainer. So go out there and join up. Pete, I thank you for your time. I look forward to continuing to follow you on uh, Instagram. When I don't feel like cooking breakfast, I can at least look at what you're having. (laughs) I I did have some fun with some of those photos, uh, you know, on, uh, on that holiday weekend. But... You know, it's something, uh, as long as you don't mind the, the occasional pictures of my kids and things like that, nah, um, I try to I try to highlight the things that I enjoy, which are uh, food, obviously, uh, especially when it's wild game, and then anything hunting related, whether it's, uh, or anything outdoor related, whether it's, uh, you know, my passion for archery, turkey stuff, or just time, time spent in the woods, uh, again, with my kids. It's something that I, I think is, if more people showed that lighter side of things instead of just gripping grins all the time, I think that everybody would be would have a much different opinion of hunters in general. But always it. thank you for the time, Jason. Always look forward to talking, and I'll continue to follow along with everything that you've got going on as well. And if you ever need anything turkey-wise, feel free to reach out. Sounds good, my friend. You take care, and uh, you have a great afternoon. All righty. Take care, sir. Thank you. Bye. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed Hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head 
He winterized bass boat, here comes another year. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake. Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank Kick back a couple beers Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we Next year's does until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we. Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here. We command the outdoors.